All right, good morning, everyone. Another edition of It's Still Real to Me, everything Zaslow Show 2.0, of course, brought to us by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, whatever kind of accident you've been in, you're dealing with a personal injury that's not your fault, you let Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys put their skills to work for you, 800-747-3, and of course, with all the major sports going on this week, you got the college football playoffs ready to go. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. That includes pro football, NBA, upcoming fights, NHL. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Our pal, of course, is Joey Levin as we come at you with another weekend edition of It's Still Real to Me, where we'll recap all the big stories in the world of pro wrestling. We got a huge day today, by the way, Joey. You know, normally, normally we, we've, we've seemed to like to do the live streams of It's Still Real to yeah. Me, that that window that the NFL gives us, right, after the 4 o'clock games and then leading into the Sunday night football. So, like, between, like, 7.15 and 8.15 is, like, the money spot, right? But we can't do that today. Because we got Dolphins Cowboys at 425. We we got to do the show here in the morning now before everything gets going. Today's a very big sports day. Yeah, gotta stay locked in. I mean, we can we couldn't risk having to try to start the show and then we got the Dolphins game ending and we're focused on that. We gotta be right for the people on Christmas Eve. On a Christmas Eve, it's still real to me spectacular. So uh Good 9 a.m. I think look, we got some people tuning in. And also, if you're on if you're watching on Twitter, check out the YouTube page and uh hit subscribe over there and check us out over there too. Yeah, make sure you subscribe. You you have the notifications on, you like, you rate, you comment. We like it when you guys participate during the show. If you want to comment or ask questions, we weave those in in and out of the show. And and yeah, Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas to everybody out there. We appreciate you watching. I mean, if you're watching, if you're listening to the podcast, because it's gonna be uploaded afterward. Phenomenal, but if you're if you're watching live with us here Sunday morning, Christmas Eve, uh, we love you a long time. So appreciate that very much, and hopefully we get your day started off right. And then I'm hosting ESPN today. I'm doing ESPN Radio NFL Game Day at one o'clock. So from one to five, I'm on ESPN Radio with Herm Edwards. So you guys can tune in. You can get it's Red Zone on the radio is what we do there. And and then of course we we got the Dolphins at 4:25 tonight. Such a monster game. So. We got a few things, a little bit of a slow week in the world of pro wrestling. So we got a few things to catch up on, but I want to start here with, I saw the Iron Claw on Thursday, Thursday afternoon, no, Friday afternoon. I saw the Iron Claw on Friday afternoon. I, I had been looking forward to seeing this movie for a really long time. Uh, I thought it looked phenomenal in the trailers and and obviously the you know the very famous wrestling von Eric family, uh, very much looking forward to seeing this movie. And and for me, and you saw it yesterday, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So so I'm yep. glad I, I got someone to talk about it with, and, and we'll do it here. And look, for people, if, if you're a wrestling fan, you haven't seen it, I, I implore you to go see it. If you haven't seen it yet, we're not giving out spoilers. It's a true story. All right, there, there's, it, it's a true story. It's a very famous. Well documented. Yeah. yeah, so there, there's no spoilers happening here. And, you know, I I loved the movie. But it's weird to say that I loved the movie, right? Because did I love watching this really tragic story that made me sad, made me feel really bad throughout the second half of the movie? Like, I didn't love feeling that way, you know? So it's, it's a weird thing to say that mm-hmm. you loved a movie like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I liked it a lot. I, you know, I knew it was one of those, it was, the weird thing with this movie was that as soon as I saw the trailer for it, or I saw the poster for it, I was like, this is going to be great. But also I'm dreading seeing this movie. Me too. That's how I right? felt. Like I was like, I'm going to be devastated watching this movie. Yeah. Cause I knew just how awful, I mean, the story is just, it, it's terrible. I mean, but if you, grew up with wrestling and if you've watched i mean there's documentaries about it there's so much there's stuff you know 
Kevin, who is the brother who is still alive, who was on AEW recently with the young. There's now like I think it's like his grandsons are a tag team, the Von Erics. Um, no, those are Kevin's. Those are Kevin's sons. Those two. Are they his sons or his grandson? No, those are his sons, Ross and Marshall, who are portrayed at the end of the movie. Okay, is that who that is? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I know there's a tag team, Von Erics. I didn't know if it was his sons or his grandsons because he's yeah. old. I mean, he's an older guy now. He's a, like 13 grandkids or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, but anyways, yes. So, yes, I was dreading seeing the movie, but I enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought it, there was there was actually whether. I put this part out of my memory or I just didn't know there was one part that I, I had no idea about. I just like totally f- slipped my mind or I forgot. I did not realize. And again, this is a true story. So not spoilers. Yeah. I did not realize that Kerry Von Eric lost his foot before he went to the WWE. I did not know that. As yeah. I didn't realize he wrestled as Texas tornado. And I knew he was Texas tornado knew that, but me and my brother were watching it. And we saw that part. Loses his foot, and Mike, even my brother, looks at me. He goes, "Isn't he Texas Tornado?" We were both like, "I did not know that. I didn't know that." It, part. it was, it was not a known thing. Um, I don't know if the movie essentially confirmed the the rumor that he was wrestling with an amputated leg. Uh, but for many, many years, it was kind of a like it was like. Did, it, it was it was something that was talked about. It was something that was mentioned. It was never really confirmed. And he he wrestled. You know, he was only with WWF for a very short period of time. He he wrestled all all those years with the amputated foot, and nobody knew about it. He would sh- like Fritz von Erich had the doctors sign non disclosure agreements. Nobody was allowed to talk about it. Nobody knew about it except for immediate family. He would, Carrie would show up to the arenas with his boots, with his gears already, gear already on. So nobody knew. And apparently there is now back then we're talking about not everything was recorded and whatnot. There was one match, not WWF. There was a match where apparently, you know, obviously the person he was wrestling didn't know that he has an amputated foot. Nobody knew. And he pulled on his boot and the boot came off Hmm. and he had to kind of go under the ring and retie his boot. Hmm. And then they kept going with the match. And that's when there started to be a little bit of chatter where it's like, Whoa, does Kerry Von Eric have half a foot, you know, but no one was able to really confirm it. Um, And yeah, like he didn't lose his foot in that motorcycle accident. He had the motorcycle accident. His foot got badly uh, 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 injured. And because he tried to wrestle faster than he should have, he, he, he kept hurting the foot more and more because he didn't have enough time to recover. And like a year later, they ended up having to amputate the foot. Got it. So they yeah. didn't really explain that in the movie. Right. In the but- movie, they made it. They, they sort of implied that he lost it in the accident and then just jumped back into wrestling. So Right, right. But instead, he had the accident, jumped right, right back into wrestling, and exacerbated the foot injury. Yeah. And then they had to amputate it, like, yeah. either months or a year later. Uh, but yeah, yeah he, he was in WWF. And look, he was, he was a much lesser version of himself by the time he came to WWF. And, right. and now we know part of that was because he didn't have his right foot. You sure. know? That was, yeah. that was part of it. So... Um, um, yeah, yeah. My other takeaway, and again, it's whatever to be, if you're to believe the story, the narrative that's being portrayed in the movie. And I would have, I'd have to think that Kevin, again, the one brother who's still alive mm-hmm. had a lot of, you know, influence over how this movie went. Fritz von Eric, bad guy. Yeah. Not yeah. good guy. Not good. Not, not a nice guy. Not a nice person, which yeah. is not shocking. I mean, he grew up in an era where people were just harder on their kids and he was just a, a hard guy, but he comes off as about as bad as it gets in that movie. Like as in terms of a, a father and a, and a person really. Yeah. His whole life's goal. Like he cared, you know, he cared a lot more about winning the NWA championship, whether or not it was him winning it or it in his family, he cared right. more about like, it's almost like he had his sons, to give himself more of a chance to win the NWA championship 
as opposed to having his sons because he loved his family. Like he loved that NWA championship so much more than he, that he cared about it so much more than he cared about his sons. And, yeah. and, and, you know, there was also, you know, also the whole where, you know, the boys were not allowed to cry when their brothers died. They have to stay super tough. And, and it led to what was my favorite part of the movie, which was like, the movie was terribly sad, but I really, really liked the ending. The ending made me really, made me feel really good where, uh, you have the, I mean, first of all, the movie's about Kevin. I mean, it's about the Von Erich family, but it's about Kevin Von Erich surviving and, you know, and how different he was from his father, where they show him at the end and he's crying. He's, cr which his father told him, you're not allowed to do as a man. And he's crying there watching his sons uh, play together. And then his sons, of course, tell him, we'll be your brothers. And mm -hmm. then, and, and I love mm -hmm. that they showed at the end how Kevin Von Erich lives now on a ranch. Everybody lives with him, his four kids, and all 13 of his grandchildren. That made me really happy. So I really loved the ending. But yeah, it's it's this toxic masculinity, you know, is a lot of what the movie's about. And Fritz Fritz was an asshole, you know. And they and while they didn't show it, they alluded to it, obviously, where yeah, once once all the brothers were dead, uh the the mother divorced him. She's like, I gotta get the fuck out of you know, where she didn't make him dinner at the end right, of the movie right, right. she ends up divorcing him and yeah he was he was a real asshole and he stole from his kids like he stole money from them yeah yeah they they talked about that mm -hmm. or that nick he brings that up kevin brings that it, up yeah. at, at the end he sort of alludes to it yeah um did you know there's a sixth brother yeah who also killed himself yeah yeah i didn't One know that wasn't really a wrestler he wasn't really yeah. he was like small and not really close to the brothers and it, that's crazy I, yeah. that's it's nuts the whole thing is crazy yeah and the director said like it's a tough decision because you don't want to leave a family member out but he's like right. even though it's a true story <clears throat> you're asking <clears throat> excuse me you're asking a lot of the audience to believe that everyone just keeps dying by suicide right well and also you know when i first was told that I was like, man, that's crazy. They left him out. That kind of ruins a little bit of the movie for me. But then I, when I found out that he really, he really didn't have a lot to do with the story of the wrestling. Right. Right. So that would have been a lot to add that in there when he had, when he was very, very minimally, if at all involved in the wrestling part of it, which is really what the story, it's a, the story of one of the most famous wrestling families ever. Mm -hmm. Um, my, 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 my only issue with the movie, cause I liked the movie. It was, it was really good. You got to You got to You got to cast Ric Flair better than that. You got to. Oh, I liked it. I liked it. That guy was not good. Oh, I like who was he was bad. He didn't didn't sound like him at all. It's one thing to not look like him. I get it. You're actors. You got to make him look. He didn't sound like Ric Flair at all. And in, and my thing is, is like not you're not going to be perfect, but. Everyone on the planet has a Ric Flair impression. You could have you could have cast 50 professional wrestlers right now to just have that one moment in the movie and they would have done a perfect Ric Flair impression. You, and, and it wasn't just like you had him say a couple lines. You had him cut an entire iconic promo, yeah. not sounding like Ric Flair. Yeah. He I don't know. I, I, I dug it. I, I dug it. I was, I, I liked the, the character and I liked the involvement in that. They had him in there. I just didn't think he sounded like Ric Flair at all. I liked after the match where he went in the locker room and, <laughs> Uh, after getting his ass kicked by Kevin yeah. Von Eric and wanted to go out for let's go get fucked up, <laughs> you know. But I thought that was a cool moment too because besides from let's get let's get fucked up, it showed it was it was that part was actually seemingly pretty true to how Flair was, where it was like he didn't respect Kerry Von Eric, and then Kerry Von Eric like went off script and tried to beat the shit out of him, and then afterwards was like, "Thought you were a daddy's boy. You're tough. I'll I'll give you a rematch anytime." Like that's seems true to what you know about the way Ric Flair was back in the day, where it was like you had to earn it with, with those guys in the NWA. So I thought that was a cool, a cool scene, by the way, you were, you were like, you were saying like everyone goes see it, wrestling fans, whatever. If you're like the people who sat next to me and my brother, stay the fuck out of that movie. Those people would not, they, they, it, I thought we were watching a comedy. These people uh, were laughing so much. They wouldn't, they laughed at everything. They laughed the whole movie. Like, but like cackling at moments, like Ric Flair's like, let's go get fucked up. You would think that like Dave Chappelle just hit the punchline to end his show when he said, let's go get fucked up. They were falling out of their seats laughing at that. I was like, what the fuck? What's happening here? Like, there was nothing funny about the movie. Nothing. 
it's the most one of the most depressing movies in, in yeah. a good way. Like it's a great movie. They told the story well. I mean, Efron and Jeremy Allen White killed it. I mean, they killed it. Um, but... Efron was so good, and Holt, uh, what's his name? Holt McCowney, who played Fritz, was incredible. Yeah. I think. No, everyone was good. Good movie, it, but it's depressing. It's a depressing story, mm-hmm. and these people would not stop laughing. I was like, all right. You... So what I thought was like, all right, these these are people who saw an interesting movie, an interesting story, but think wrestling's a joke. Like yeah. th- these people are like the kind of people who are like, oh yeah, wrestling's a joke. It's this fake thing. And these guys are all just like idiots and whatever. Cause there's no reason to laugh the way these people were laughing. It was it, it almost, I actually told them to shut up at the beginning. Really? They were talking too. Like within like five minutes into the movie, they're just talking. And I'm like, yo, you guys need to calm that, like stop. So they stopped talking, but then they just would not stop laughing the whole movie. Yeah, people horrible. suck in movie theaters, man. It was people terrible. Suck. So if you're those kind of people, like if you don't actually have like a little bit of respect for wrestling and you think it's all just a big joke, don't go see the movie because you ruin it for everybody else. Uh, did you like the casting of Harley Race? Yeah, he was fine. I thought that was fine. I, I thought it was just good. like him. Yeah, it looked good. It was good. Yeah, that, that part like I had. I, like I said, I really had no major issues with anybody other than the flair thing. And it was just... More because he didn't sound like him at mm-hmm. all. I didn't think he sounded like him, but it's fine. The mannerisms were good. He he mm-hmm. he did a good job. This the voice though. Like there's guys out there that have a flair. Like people have a flair impression. You know. Um. Did you notice? I noticed three wrestler cameos. Obviously, there's the well publicized was MJF was in there for right. You barely like, saw like him. a split second. But barely did you notice the other two? Uh, yeah, Chavo Guerrero is who he's wrestling at the beginning of the movie. Who Chavo is the guy for all these movies where people where actors need to be trained to do wrestling. Chavo, Chavo's that that's Chavo's job. He trains actors how to wrestle. Like he was the main trainer in in the TV show Glow on Netflix, which man was such a great wrestler, was such a great show. Uh, yeah, Chavo was in the beginning there wrestling Kevin Von Erich. And another cameo. I don't know who was it. Very, very he didn't even wrestle. It was uh, Ryan Nemeth. Oh, injured. I didn't see him. Where was he? He was. I forgot which. It was a tag. They were backstage talking about David, uh, his debut. Oh, was he, he tagging with Bruiser Brody? And he was tagging with Bruiser Brody. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yep. It was okay. it was quick. There were it was, but they really just showed him in the backstage discussion of how the match was going to go down. And he was, he was tagged. I was explaining a few things to my son. I went with my older sons and he liked it a lot too. And I said, you know, I'm explaining a few things throughout the movie. I'm like, that guy right there is Bruiser Brody. He was a really big deal. He was murdered. (laughs) You know? And my son was like, really? said, yeah. "Yeah." After a match in the arena, he was murdered. Actually, now now that you mention that, if, if there was one other casting decision I would have tried to make, it would have me, I would have had the guy who played Bruiser Brody be a lot bigger. He didn't seem that big. But you know what? You could say the same thing. Like, that'd be one of the critiques with Jeremy Allen White. Like, Kerry Von Erich was a big dude. And yeah. Jeremy Allen White, like he says, like, I couldn't bulk up. I couldn't do what Zac Efron did. My body wouldn't take it. He and also, jacked, he, though. Yeah, I mean, he was cut, but, like, Zac Efron was jacked. Yeah. You know, Jeremy Allen White, like, Kerry was not that. The only one of them that was big was David. David was, like, 6'8". Uh, yeah, but- my brother was asking if like Efron had prosthetics on his face to make his face look like that. I just think that's how his face looks when he's juiced I, up. Yeah, I think he just blew up, and that's yeah. that's what he looked like. Yeah, yeah, no, good movie though. I mean, I I I thought the wrestling scenes were really good too. I yeah, thought it was really well choreographed. Mm-hmm. I, I, thought I thought it looked they, good. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. Um, and <clears throat> I actually, you know, like the 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 first match where or the match where Harley Race. Um, suplexes Kevin, Kevin Von Erich outside yeah. the ring. I yeah. thought that was a great scene. Like I thought that was a, like the way he he was hurt and he sold it and it took a long time and that whole like I was actually kind of nervous in that moment and I obviously know like and I, I have an idea of what's going to happen here, but mm-hmm. I was like the way they they shot that scene I thought was really good. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked little like I liked how they showed. You could see in the background, the TV in the background, you could see them watching SummerSlam where Kerry wins the Intercontinental yep. title from Mr. Perfect. I remember watching that as a kid. He puts the iron claw on him, and then he does the tornado punch, and it was like a shock that he beat him, you know? Yeah. And so I, I, I like that they had little stuff like that. And did you even you hear when when Kerry was all drugged up at this point and he came back home for Christmas, the night that he gifted him uh, the gun, 
and he was the Intercontinental Champion at the time. And Fritz said to him, when are you going to get a shot at the world title? I see your old partner, Hellwig, is holding Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentioned Warrior, yeah. Yeah, because that's between WrestleMania 6 and 7. Mm-hmm. That SummerSlam, when Ultimate Warrior was the champion that whole yep. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yep. K- Kerry actually, in Survivor Series, which was right after that show, was on Ultimate Warrior's team. Uh, oh, sure. I think it was it was it was all to warrior Kerry Von Eric. I think maybe Demolition was on their team too. <laughs> yeah. Well, either Demolition or maybe it was Legion of Doom that was on the team. No, you know it was probably Legion of Doom because by then Demolition turned heel at that SummerSlam because the Hart Foundation won the titles. I remember got that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they were on a team. But I thought that was cool. Your old partner Hellwig's got the strap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Uh, they left things out, you know, like you said, uh, there was a brother who, who, you know, wasn't even mentioned and actually, you know, David and Carrie had families of their own. They were both married and had kids. And mm-hmm. it's it sh- the story was about Kevin. Like right. that's, that was the movie. The movie was about Kevin right. and like, I liked it so much and I don't think I'll ever watch it again. You know, I can't. No, there's right. No it's reason. like it's too. It's too upsetting. It's too depressing. I yeah. liked it so much. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. We, me and my brother were talking afterwards. Like, what? Like, who do you want to see? Obviously, like down the line, who do you want to start seeing biopics about? Like wrestlers or wrestling families or wrestlers? Like, we were talking about Flair. Obviously, would be crazy. I thought the Hart family would be an interesting one. Yeah, but would any of those be better than any of the 30 for 30 docs we've already seen on them? Yeah, but I'm not talking about like like documentaries. I'm talking about like oh, I know. just I'm talking about Iron Claw. Yeah. Like yeah. a biopic where you like cast it with actors and you have like a narrative. Like there's there's there are documentaries about the Von Erich family, but like you said, mm-hmm. this movie is about Kevin's story and they yeah. cast his, Zach Efron the whole thing. Like who would you want to see a uh, sort of a a, a narrative movie about in wrestling? Like I, I we we're saying Flair. I said the Hearts. Dusty would be an interesting one. I said Hogan would be interesting, but my brother said there's not any real like tragic event to to like emphasize in his career, other than like him I mean, I think a fuck up towards the end. I think many days down the road, once Cody Rhodes actually finishes his story, there's uh, a movie to be told there, going from Dusty, and then it ends happily with Cody winning the right. belt that Dusty was never able to win. Like that, that, that down the road could be something that you could do. That's that's way, that's way, way, way down the road. Yeah. That's yeah. way down the road, but yeah, that's an interesting one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's way down the road. Yeah. I really like it. So again, uh, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you probably are. If you're watching or listening to this, go see the movie. It's uh, but be prepared. Like I was looking very forward to seeing the movie but also nervous because I knew it was just going to crush me. And, and yeah, it, it does. And it's, it does. it's crushing, man. Yep. But Zach Efron is fantastic in the movie. Just really good. Movie's great. Uh, all right, let's get to it here. So not a ton happened in this week in the world of pro wrestling, but still some things for us to get to here. We'll start out with WWE. Now, uh, this is kind of the stuff where I don't know why that, well, I do know why Vince McMahon is the reason why, but good on Triple H, man, where now they're doing things like this past week, Raw and SmackDown were both taped, all right? So the wrestlers get the week off. And this coming week, they're doing best of episodes, right? Like Christmas ep- episodes, whatever the right. kind. And so they get the, the wrestlers get time off with their families. And every other major sports league has an offseason. Pro wrestling does not have an offseason. It makes sense, you know, no one's going to get crazy. Uh, viewers aren't going to get crazy for these, you know, this week that we don't have a live show. It's not a big deal. And and these these dudes, they get to take a couple of weeks and, you know, rest up, rest their bodies, spend a little bit of time with the family. So they're going to be off this week. We're going to have the best of type shows. But when they come back the Monday on Raw, you got day one. All right. That's January. I think it's January 1st. Is it? Is, yeah. Yeah, and the and the Friday before that yeah, is now they they and they announced that the Friday before that for SmackDown is New Year's Revolution. Okay, good. So yeah, so this Friday and then on Monday you got two big shows that are coming up. Um, yeah. For Monday we know we got the Triple Threat 
Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Well, no, that that's on New Year's Revolution. That's at Smack. That's on SmackDown. Oh, that's on SmackDown. Okay, sorry, that's on SmackDown. Right, because it's for the number one. It's for number one contender. Right, 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 right. Uh, okay, so yeah, so that's on SmackDown. Is there any reason to believe that Randy Orton does not win here? Like, and, and no. what? And when I say when I say, is there any reason to believe that Randy Orton does not win here? Is there a world where, you know, it becomes a four way? That's Royal what I was. Rumble? Yeah, when I was watching SmackDown, there was a part of me that was like, are they going to do a fatal four way at Rumble? But I don't think so. No, it seems more like it's Orton, and then they'll do AJ and LA Knight as part. Oh, of do you the think fight. we're to get AJ and LA Knight in the actual match at Royal Rumble? Yes, that's where this feels like, right? And, are, I mean, and then are they not going to be in the Royal no, Rumble I can, match? I think they'll be in it. I think they'll, they'll be both. in it. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine it seems that way. I mean, how many how many matches are usually on a Royal Rumble card? There's well, you got to remember each each Royal Rumble sixty minutes at least. All right, that's right. two hours right there. Uh, right. So you really only have another time for have time for max three more matches, max. Right. So you'll have Roman, you'll have Seth, and well, actually, and, maybe and, not even Seth. I don't know. Yeah, me. Uh, he's not going to well, fight. Uh, well, he's fighting in the he's Royal fighting Rumble, but he's fighting Drew at day one. So you have to build something between day one and Royal Rumble for him to do at at Royal Rumble. Wow. So you're just not going to have the champion fight at Royal Rumble. One of the champions, yeah. I, think I mean, you maybe, gotta. I feel like you do, but then what about the women's titles? Like, well, you know, yeah, no, the, uh, the one of the women's titles, at least one of them, needs to be defended at right. Royal Rumble, absolutely, right? But we have at at the moment, as far as I know, there's no real feuds going on in the women's for either women's title. You know, they announced after SmackDown after that that uh, four women tag match or whatever. Mia Yim is going to fight EO at New Year's Revolution for the title, mm-hmm. which is obviously just like, all right, that's something to do. But that also means that if you're going to have any of these titles on Rumble, other than Roman, which we know is going to be on Rumble, after day one and New Year's Revolution, they get to start a new feud for all three, for the women's, the SmackDown women's, the Raw women's, and Seth Rollins. None of them have an, a real feud happening for their title that would lead you into Royal Rumble, unless you're just going to run back Drew and Seth. Right. So I, we'll see. Which I they mean, could. Which look, they a month could. is a long time. They could do plenty of things in a month. Um, but as of right now, the only one that I, I, I can, we know for sure will be on Rumble is Roman. And then the two Royal Rumble matches, which is why it seems plausible that you could have AJ and, and LA Knight on that card and then have them still be in the Rumble. I don't think we get that. It's an actual match. I think they'll do their business Ever? in in at Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. I, I think they'll do their business in the Royal Rumble match. I don't think you're going to have that as an actual singles match at Royal Rumble. But I do think that's obviously a feud. That right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I I, I don't. You can't do a four way. You, you got to have those bodies in the Royal Rumble match. You know, so I don't see it happening like that. Um, yeah, so we're 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 obviously trending toward Randy Orton, uh, Santos Escobar. He's got a new crew. We've been saying it, and yeah. it happened. They've they this is the this is the this is the true testament to the Triple H era. The fans talk about something, and then he does it. It's interesting because some I, I think it was Triple H who said it recently when talking about CM Punk, and he was like, "If if we hear the fans want something, we're going to do that." Yeah. And and that's that that led to them bringing back CM Punk, and I I don't feel like that's ever been their attitude in the past, you know. No, 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 no. Vince, it, it, obviously, the calling card of Vince is that when the fans want something, he's gonna wants to show that he knows. He's better. the one in charge. Yeah. I'll tell you what you want. Yeah. Um, but the, the, with Santos, I was sort of been talking about this as, since the LWO and Legato started, which was. Uh, Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo are are like actual like luchadors and Mexican wrestlers. They kind of make more sense than the guy who's not. And Angel Garza is awesome. Yeah, he's great. They're both really good. Like once Umberto became a heel and sort of joined up with Angel Garza, he became pretty awesome too. Early on, he was a little you know cookie cutter, or whatever. But they're perfect for for Santos. Like mm-hmm. they, they this 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 trio should be massive. Like they. 
I don't know if he's going to win this intercontinental tournament. It seems like it's going to be KO, but it, it especially because Logan is a heel. Um, so they'll have. KO. Are we going to get KO oh, versus that's Lashley we'll get in the final there? No, the final is KO versus uh, uh, Santos. He beat Lashley because they came back. Oh, and- uh, you know what? I I didn't. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, it's all so- good. So KO versus Santos, yeah, and and right. they're not they're not there's no point in Santos versus Logan Paul at least not right now. Right. Well, so are we going to get Logan Paul and KO at Rumble? Maybe that's what we'll get at Rumble. Yeah, maybe. Or is it going to be at? Yeah, I guess maybe at that. Maybe that's at Rumble because maybe because I guess it would it would seem that the because Logan the, Paul is definitely going to be at Royal Rumble, definitely. Yeah, gotta be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not going to be in it. Oh, that stinks because he's he's good for a good moment in Rumble. He could also um, be in it. He could yeah. also, um, but either way, I don't know what the plan is moving forward. I don't know if they're going to get back in another feud with whatever's left of the LWO, but, uh, this trio is, this is like a better version of what Legato was before with the other mm-hmm. two guys, because Garza and Carrillo are way better than those other two guys. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. At least so, they're guys that we know. I still today don't even know the other guy's names. Right. And you could put a microphone in Garza's hand and yeah. he can actually do something with it. It doesn't have to always be uh, Santos, yeah. right? So I I love that they that they pulled the trigger on this. Those guys have sort of been toiling away doing nothing for a while now, so and so we're also going to have another faction is about to form on SmackDown. Now you brought this up to me a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and I kind of poo pooed it as you know you said there there's an internet rumor, and I'm like that seems really far fetched. Right. And that was in talking about carrying cross and that carrying cross Roman Reigns, Shinsuke Nakamura, Rey Mysterio. Uh, uh, it was Drew, 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 AJ. And you gave all these examples how because of their interaction with carrying cross that something evil has happened with all of them. And I said to go, that seems really far fetched, man. I don't understand. How was that literally the exact same promo? That Karrion Cross cut this week, like to a T. It was the exact promo. And he showed you examples mm-hmm. of all the interactions he's had and how all these guys are now evil because of his master plan. It literally happened player for player. Right. I don't know. I, I, well, Karrion Cross has, uh, has always been really good. He's He seems to... Um... I feel like he's like an internet era guy. Like he, he listens to the people too, but, it, but it's probably because the internet was right. I mean, the internet yeah, was right. right. And it was just, there was just the plan all along. Although I don't know what that means because part of the, the theory was that maybe all of those guys could join a group together, which is clearly not going to be the case. It's clearly that he's going to be sort of a leader of a group with authors of pain. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? The other thing about the author, so they he he said authors a couple times in his promo. Yeah, at the very end, he said this story needs uh needs authors. some authors. Right. And then if you notice, they flash to uh there there is a picture of the authors of pain, and I assume Paul Ellering. Yeah, that's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna ask you. So it's Paul Ellering. I assume, yeah. So is Karrion Cross better not be somebody else? (laughs) Well, Paul Ellering was backstage. They, they someone another internet. These people on the internet, they're crazy. They must watch frame for frame. Yeah. Like someone pointed out a couple weeks ago that Ellering was backstage during a segment. Like they saw him off in the distance. Do you think they, they must have done that on purpose, right? I would imagine, yes. I don't think WWE yeah. makes mistakes like that. Yeah. Um, but does that mean that Karrion Cross is gonna be the leader and Paul? So it's gonna be like like Ellering will be his Heyman type of thing, and they'll be like his Usos. I don't know. I don't think it, 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 I don't think to make deep. a comparison. Yeah, I don't think it's that deep. I think just uh, the authors of pain are always better. Have always been better when they've had Paul Ellering with them. Paul Ellering was with them their entire NXT run, and then they dropped Ellering when they moved authors of pain up. It never made sense. Everybody likes Paul Ellering. I mean, shit. Uh, it just makes sense to have him with them. Uh, you know, when they're, when they're fighting. So I, 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 I mean, I think it's, it's going to look like clearly like carrying cross is the leader of this group, but Paul Ellering manages the authors of pain. It's a weird group. Now that I think about it, because it's going to be carrying cross authors of pain, Paul Ellering and Scarlett. They have mm-hmm. two managers for three guys. Um, mm-hmm. 
it, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I mean, I'm cool with it. It's fine. I like it. It's, it's unexpected. It, I like when I like when we get yeah. unexpected. It's interesting, um, but it, it's a weird setup. I, I'll be interested to see how they how they sort of go about it because um, Ellering is really good. And yep. they were great with him. Hasn't so. aged a day, by the way. You'll see. Looks the same as he did 30, 30, 30 yeah, 35, 40 years ago. Has not exactly aged a day. Same. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly the same. Uh, all right. Before we continue on here, guys, one of our great sponsors, huge pro wrestling fan. And I want to tell you if you're looking for your new home, you're thinking about getting a new home, you don't know where to go, you want to make sure you got the best opportunity, get the best price. If you're looking for a home anywhere in beautiful South Florida, I send you to Matthew H. Mashler, your trusted real estate broker, huge pro wrestling fan, chairman of BRCW, Boca Raton Championship Wrestling. But if you're looking for your next home, Matthew H. Mashler, signature real estate finder. Over a decade of experience, Matthew specializes in luxury homes. He is a certified luxury home marketing specialist. You want to make sure you get the perfect home for your family in the best neighborhood at the best price. 561-208-3334. Again, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. Maybe just looking to sell your current home. Okay, what if you're looking to take your current real estate career to the next level? You could join the Signature team. Signature real estate companies are South Florida's industry leaders, ranked number one in Boca, one of the tops in all of the state of Florida, and that includes in Delray, Coral Springs, Lauderdale, Naples, Palm Beach, Orlando. The Signature team is where you want to be. So whether you're looking to buy your dream home, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. Maybe you want to sell your property realestatefinder.com or just join the best in the business. Contact Matthew H. Mashler today, 561-208-3334, realestatefinder.com. Matthew H. Mashler, your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences. Uh, my girl Piper Niven and Chelsea Green, they lost the titles. It feels like they didn't have anywhere to go with them. So they lost the titles and they gave it to... Uh, uh, Caden Carter and and what's the other one names? Uh, Katana Chance. Yeah, but what doesn't it feel like they don't have anywhere to go ever with the tag title? These women's yeah. tag titles. I, I yeah. just at least and they Chelsea. have a bunch of tag teams though. You constantly see Tegan Knox and Natalia walking around. You see Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark walking around. They got tag teams, yeah. but they never. Well, really and see also, what they're doing. Also, you saw on SmackDown the Isla Dawn and and Alba Fire came. Glad back. they're and, back. Yes. And by the way, Isla Dawn looks like she. Got came back like she made it. Good up, uh, for her. It looks a lot it, smarter. It looks like she's a lot smarter. Yeah, yeah. she might have done something. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just the angle of how she popped out of the box, but she looks like she got smarter on during their break. Um, but it, uh, at least with Chelsea Green, there's like a, a member, like there's a character there, and and, and she can like do things. Like this tag team, these other two girls, like Chance and Carter, like they don't do anything for me. They're good in the ring. That's fine. They are not going to get any crowd excited about them. There's nothing there. They don't talk. They're no. There's no character. They're literally just like we're really good. Like going to ra- they like going to raves. That's their. That's their vignettes. Know. Is them at raves. So I, I don't know. To your like to the point of like there was nowhere to go with them. There's nowhere to go with these two. So right. I, I unless the thing here is Chelsea. They're going to move Chelsea up and have her do more. Which okay, all for it. She's great. Um, but you could have done that with the titles on them. Speaking know. of Chelsea Green, what kind of fucking bullshit that Samantha Irvin is not able to do the yeah, special well, had that, anymore? Had that, had that in Big Dirt, so I guess what I know where you, where you land on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's come weird. on. Sort of a weird thing too, or it's like the the there's this it's being reported as like higher ups backstage made the decision that she can't do it. But well, I think it reported. Samantha Urban said it herself. Right, but the reasoning, like the yeah. reasoning, was that there was like higher ups backstage that didn't want her to do it anymore. But the other like, superstars are like, you know, why don't I get a special intro? Like she, maybe, she does pretty unique intros for everybody. Not everybody. Like, not she does it. She does it for a lot. She I mean, there, for some, yeah. I mean, she does it for Imperium. Yep. Who else? Imperium is awesome. Right. Imperium, Chelsea to, Green, and who else? I'd have to think about. I mean, I. I think that's it. There's others. There's others. There's others. There's got to be. There's others. I'm sure there's others. Um, but I don't know. It does seem. I mean, unless they were like, don't do it for anybody. 
Yeah, I think, I, don't that's what they, I think that's what it is. It's don't do it for anybody now. So on Monday, she didn't do her Imperium thing. I don't. I don't think. I would assume not. I don't know. I I I, I didn't really pay attention to it, but um, that's that does suck. That was part of what what has quickly made her like one of the, the yeah. favorite ring announcers ever. Like, yeah, people ever. love that. She's fantastic. Yeah, it also sucks. doesn't seem like a Triple H thing. Like Triple H feels it feels like he would let her do her thing because he knows like. So I, I don't even know where that could have come from. It may it may have just been like other stars are like, why don't I get a special cool introduction, you know? And then it's just give her a reason that it's worth. I don't know. Give her a reason. Give her a reason. Yeah. Obviously, I think she's smart enough and talented enough that if you had a reason to have a unique intro, she would do it. Yeah. But you, she, you, that that's that would be crazy if that's the reason people complaining about the intro. But whatever. We like, had a uh, yeah. we, we had no punk this week, right? No. No punk. Okay. Uh, is he not, not no anything this week? There was not a whole lot going yeah. on. I mean, it is a very slow week. Well, it's it a lot of time in between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble, you know. Also, I would guess again, Triple H smart, WWE smart. They don't want to do too much on pre-taped shows because it all gets out. Yep. So you don't want to give away a whole lot. I I didn't really think about that till now, but th- there wasn't gonna be very much going on in WWE because it was all pre-taped. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, it was posted on Instagram where when Roman Reigns was sitting ringside watching the match and a fan, a kid, he told he's gonna spank his butt. He's and he said, Where's your daddy? You need me to spank you? <laughs> so he said, Do you want me to spank your butt? Which is Where's your daddy at? You need me to spank your butt? <laughs> which is a, some some way some way to interact with a kid. Uh, 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 that's something. He has come um, so far, Roman Reigns. It's amazing. Oh, one of the best parts of that video is watching Paul Heyman's face through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Heyman has this face like he wants to kill the kid. Like, how dare you talk to the tribal chief? Well, right before he says, your daddy's right here. This is the tribal chief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Very good. Uh, you got anything now, else? You saw, did you also, did you see there was a vi- another video that came out that was weird? It was kind of awkward. Like, um, when, I don't know, if it wasn't this week, but I think it was last week trip where Roman Reigns was in the ring and Randy Orton came out and then they went to commercial. Yeah, there's a video of Randy Orton just outside the ring trying to like stay hyped up because yeah. during the commercial they can't like interact with each other. I mean, so the bloodline just television man. Bloodline is just in the ring. Randy Orton's just outside the ring, and they're just waiting for the commercial break to end. And it's they're just being like very weird. professional. They know they're not supposed to get into it when the cameras on. They're very professional. Right. Yeah, that that was an interesting video. Uh, you got anything else WWE? And we'll move on to AEW. Nope. That's All right. It. Cool. Uh, so are we any closer to finding out who the devil is? MJF, Samoa Joe, they're in the ring. They get surrounded by a bunch of the henchmen. Then the devil pops up on the screen. The devil wants a ring of honor tag team championship match, right? He, he, why? Why does the devil want to ring of honor titles? Why does, important the to dev- why does the devil care about the ring of honor titles? What's happening? Are, are we any feeling, closer? This is, this is feeling real TNA ish to me. This whole storyline is starting to feel real TNA ish. Just like cheesy like it seems like they're making up the story every week as they go like why does the why does the devil want ring of honor titles i I just well so we we have to find out next weekend devil at uh world's end like that we're we're going to find out right i got it i I hope so what matches do we have for world's end so far officially there's five matches there's the tag the the mjf versus mojo for the world title Tony Storm versus Rio. Is there a world, by the way, where MJF loses? No. Okay. Well, no. No, I don't think okay. so. <laughs> I just I don't I don't think so. Tony Storm um, versus Rio. Okay. Yeah. Um, Julia Hart versus Abaddon. Wow, Abaddon getting a pay-per-view match. Sure. Okay. Um, the Continental Classic Finals and Edge versus Christian in a no DQ match. So where are we for Dynamite next week, which is in Orlando, by the way? Where are we for the for the 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 blue and the gold finals? We have a triple threat, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Jay White, Moxley, and Swerve, right? Yes. Okay, and what's the other side? And then the other side is Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston managed to get enough points to be in the final. I think Eddie Kingston's going to win. Well, yeah, he put all of his titles on the line. Yeah, you know? 
I think he's going to win. So you think we're going to get Eddie Kingston versus who? Moxley? It feels like Mox. Because they have a history. Yeah. You would think Swerve, right? Because, like, Swerve is just... Well, I mean, we're, we're about to we're about to revisit Swerve and Keith Lee, right? I I kind of hope not. Oh, not I, had I, sw- I had Swerve on my show. I know. I, I listened ago, to it. And I asked him, and he was very coy about it. Right. Okay. And and don't get me wrong. I, I don't I I I'm with you about getting a resolution to that whole thing. But yeah. also Swerve is like on a different level right now to where he should be in all he should be in a huge he shouldn't be just back in like a mid-card thing, which is to be honest, that to and no offense to Keith Lee, just where he's at in his career right now, this is not that's not like a top of the card thing. Uh when Keith Lee to, becomes a free agent, he goes back to WWE, right? Yeah, I it, oh, that would make sense. It makes oh, sense to actually do something. Um, but Swerve should be in a tight in a title or in a big big name. Like he should be doing something. He's just he's he's too big. I mean, he he has everything. He's got the awesome music, he's got the awesome manager, he's got the dance, he's got the 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 call and response with the crowd, whose house, Swerve's house, and he's amazing. And like everything about him right now is he's got all the elements of a massive megastar. And if you just go back to the Keith Lee thing, you're kind of like cooling off that momentum, I think. Not that it wouldn't be a good feud. It's just I don't know that people care a ton about Keith Lee at the moment because he's been so underutilized. Right. He's sort of so big right now. I feel like I want him in something bigger. I could see. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at coming out of this triple threat if Mox is actually going to win Swerve versus Bullet Club Gold. Something happens with him and Jay White that leads to a bigger feud. And there. it's just full on babyface turn. You're saying? Well, we talk about this all the time. He he's getting to this point where he can't be a heel much longer because the crowd just loves him so much. We got a babyface on our hands. You know, it's it's that's was an interesting thing to me with guys like a Swerve, where it's like you're a heel, you're clearly a heel, but how hard is it to to like come up with creative ways to try to still be a heel when the crowd just loves you? Like mm-hmm. the, at this point. He can do no wrong in the crowd's eyes. Like when he lost to Mox on Dynamite, people were like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You could hear the crowd went silent. They're like, I can't. How, how are you going to have a swerve lose? Right. You know? Right. Um, but I think it's, it, I didn't even realize Eddie Kingston was still alive in this thing. I didn't either. Which makes me believe it's going to be Eddie Kingston. And he put all the titles on the line, you know, right. at the start. Right. Um, my favorite part about this, World's End is that we can just reset everything after World. Like, there's two stories going on in AEW. There's literally two stories. Well, there's three. There's three stories in the whole company. Mm-hmm. There's the MJF Devil. MJF and Devil, Continental Classic. And Edge and... and Christian. Okay, yeah. I mean, and Edge and Christian, it's got to keep going. Like, this can't be it. Like, this can't be the blow-off. I so Edge like and Christian, it's, it's a, what kind of match is it? No DQ. Okay. Oh, and now, so what's her name? Uh, Nick Wayne's mother, she's the matriarch? Yeah. That's her role. She's the matriarch. She had more promo. She cut a longer promo than I feel like I other than Tony Storm, like anyone on the women's roster has cut in the last six months. How mad is Britt Baker? She I was that was actually the first person I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like Nick Wayne's mom cutting in a, a a horrible promo, which is what the intention is, I think, is of course to make everybody angry. Yeah. Um Nick Wayne is he's very hateable. Yeah, it's oh, good yeah. thing that they turned him heel. I he hated him at the him. start. I told you, like, I, I didn't give a fuck about him right yeah. from his debut. I hated him right away. Can you imagine? And I, I understand. Look, I, I understand it's professional wrestling, so I, I, everything's on the table, especially when it he comes really to is Christian. like bootleg Dominic Mysterio. You can't. You're not. Dominic. Oh my god, he's not even. They're not even in the same realm. Such bootleg yeah. Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Um. Can you imagine? It, and with Christian, it's nothing's off limits. Obviously. But can you imagine your your what is he nine seventeen eight eighteen years old something like that? Nick Wayne. Yeah, you're not talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like eighteen or nineteen years old, something like that. Is that young? Nick Wayne. I thought the whole thing was that he was like seventeen years old, and then when he turned eighteen, they signed him. Oh, maybe you're right. Um, he's eighteen. Um, can you imagine eighteen years old? You're standing in the ring, and this guy, who I mean, you know him well because you work with him, basically just says he fucked your mom. Yeah, it's weird. Like there's essentially what Trishan was saying. Like, yeah. and you just got to stand there and be like, yep, it's what's, what's, what's best for business. Yep. Like that's, that's right. a weird, weird position to be put in. 
Yep. And he's um, also calling him calling himself my dad. Right. It, yeah. It, it's a it's all a very strange thing. Yep. Um Christian's awesome though, so I'm okay with it. Uh I'm just ready. The 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 question I have for AW is like everyone is tied up in this devil storyline right now. Everyone. Like half maybe more than half of the major names in the company are sort of linked to this devil storyline. Mm-hmm. Like even Swerve now is linked to it. Like MJF and Swerve had the backstage segment this week, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but so now Swerve's in, involved in it and Wardlow's involved in it and Joe's involved with it and Roderick Strong's and like once they actually say who the devil is, what does everybody else do? The whole show has revolved around this devil thing. You mean Everyone... once they reveal that it's Jack Perry? I thought about this this week. If that's it, I, I already told you. If it's Jack Perry, don't ask a break. me about AEW for a month. You're taking a break. In one month. Don't ask. We'll, we can talk WWE, but don't ask me about AEW for one month. Um, What if it's the Ring of Honor tag title thing made me think, could it be Adam Cole's the devil and the rejects is Undisputed Era? And we get like the real Undisputed Era. Like, like Kyle O'Reilly is back. Kyle O'Reilly comes back. Bobby you think bring back Bobby back. Fish too? Yes, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to think of. I don't think so because where does Roderick Strong fit in that story? You know, well, you could have the you could have Roderick Strong in the Kingdom be part of that. It could just be a big group. I don't know. But also, I feel like if you do that, Undisputed Era, everyone loved them, and I think they're going to want everyone to hate the Devil and his henchmen. I think if it ends up being the Undisputed Era, like everyone's going to cheer for them, and I don't think they want that. I'm 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 worried that it's going to be really hard for this thing to pay off. I agree. It, it's going to be really hard for this thing to pay they, because they've just drawn it out for so long, and it's MJF. It's just you have the. By the way, this thing's been going on so long. Didn't this whole thing start when the devil attacked Jay White, and Jay White's not even part of it anymore? Yeah. So yeah. Jay White just doesn't care anymore. Jay White. First person to get attacked by the devil, impacted. <laughs> He's him. involved in the Continental Classic, man. He's got bigger things at hand. But it all started, right? Wasn't it a backstage attack yeah. on Jay White? And yeah. then, and but it's it, that was so long because it was during now. his feud with MJF, right? And that was so long ago now that he's just not yeah. even involved in the devil thing. Yeah. What, what if it's Jay White? It's definitely not. I'm just Jay but, White's too cool to have to put a mask on. He didn't care about people not knowing his identity. He's too cool. I don't for know. That. But the Bullet Club, they oh, it's because Continental Classic, you can't have anybody at the ring. I right. just say they haven't been around a lot lately, yeah. But, um, it's because that rule. I don't know, man. This, this devil thing, I... it's coming. All to right, an let's end do it week. real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, impromptu mm-hmm. power ranking your top three or five. If you want to do three or five, three top three, who you would want to be the devil, yeah. I mean, number one for me, it's Hangman. Like your idea okay. that I thought that was really cool. Number one, Hangman. Number two, I guess Adam Cole. And number three, who I want it to be, or who like not even who you want it to be. Like if it, well, I guess yeah. If it, oh, it has to be, it, has to make sense. It has to be realistic. Yeah. Uh, number three. I mean, can it be MJF himself? It was yeah. me, Austin. I, I mean, it was I think me all of, along. I think there's a lot of people who think that that is a very realistic possibility that it's MJF. I mean, right now, MJF cutting all the promos about being Jewish and standing up to Jewish hate, and then all of a sudden he's going to be the devil and he's going to be a big time heel. The time he still bad. calls himself the devil, even with I all know, but stuff. the timing will be bad. Yeah, be bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I would. I think I would also go. Hang Hangman would be interesting. Um, I'll tell you what. The backstage segment made me want to see more of Swerve with him. And and if you really, truly want to keep Swerve as a heel, this would be a good way to have him be the devil in attacking MJF. And then I guess I'd go... Well, we've talked about for a long time that hang, that, that eventually we're leading to a Adam Cole turning on MJF. Mm-hmm. So Adam Cole would make sense mm-hmm. to me. And then my top three that I wouldn't want to see are Jack Perry... One, Jack Perry, two. Yeah. Tony Khan, three. <laughs> Tony Khan. Let's... Uh, that rumor, that's been out there. That's been a rumor out there, too. Tony Khan. Let's uh, let's do Big Dirt, not Big Dirt today, man. What do you got for us? Let's do it. Well, we, 
you you stole my thunder a little bit with the Britt Baker one, so I'll skip that. Okay. Um, Meltzer's reporting now that he reported this week that Triple H is fully in control of WWE Hall of Fame decisions and inductions. Big dirt. Yeah, I think it's I think that's big dirt. Uh, there there are several names who you don't understand why they're not in yet. For me, it's always the same one. It's demolition. Makes no, I, I don't get it. Makes no sense. Now, maybe there's something. What was, was there a lawsuit somewhere? Did something happen? I don't know. But for demolition not to be in the WWE Hall of Fame, what are we doing? So that's always the one that stands out to me. So I'll go big dirt. All right. Um, Matt Riddle has finally made his decision on what he will do next. He signed with back with MLW, I believe, back. Um, and his first feud will be with a guy who many people are hoping is in WWE as part of the bloodline in the near future, Jacob Fatu, the most dangerous mm. man on the planet. And I don't know if you've seen this guy, but he is. I don't know if you've seen Jacob Fatu or seen his prom. He's awesome. He's great. He is a great ooze. He would be a good addition. Uh, but Matt Riddle back in on the indies back in MLW. Yeah, I'm going not big dirt. I don't really think Matt Riddle is a draw. I mean, it's good for MLW, gets them some some you know uh, uh, attention, but Matt Riddle doesn't do anything for me, so I go not big dirt. Uh, it looks like I guess this. I think this was last week, but um, there was at a at a SmackDown at the SmackDown taping. Uh, before they did SmackDown, WWE was like sort of piloting this new show concept called WWE Speed. Yeah, I saw that. Where they are, I guess, just having fast match, like bringing yeah, wrestlers you gotta out. You got to win the match like in under five minutes or something. Yeah. And I guess the idea is that if they're able to launch this show, that it'll be a social media thing where they'll they'll just, you know, they'll post these these short matches on I like it. social media platforms. Yeah, I'll go Big Dirt. I like it. I think that's a cool concept. I think that works. I dig it. It, it's 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 just, it's like a better version of the show that what was the other show that they would always do that's like it's like an hour show where they have like two or three match superstars is it superstars uh main event main event yeah main mm-hmm. event yeah it's like that like no one watches main event right at least no. if it's on social and main event i think was exclusively like uh like a, a hulu thing or a or network thing. oh right, right right yeah yeah but people will watch these matches if they're on social so that yeah be i like it i think it's a good idea all right, here's the big one, or you decide if it's the big one, but yeah, I know, for me, I I, fi- I figured you would like this. So, Ric Flair, we we've seen all over the place on AEW that he's got that he's he's getting into all these businesses. Mm-hmm. He's so he's got Woo Energy, which right. is sponsoring all things AEW. Uh-huh. He has Ric Flair Drip, which is his is his cannabis brand. Okay, he announced this week Woo Coin. The okay. biggest cryptocurrency project of the year. Ric Flair is launching WooCoin cryptocurrency. Uh, I'm going not big dirt. Uh, we know that Ric Flair will do anything for money. All right. So it doesn't necessarily mean that any of these things will be successful. I will go not big dirt. Okay. Man, I can't believe that. Crypto, Ric Flair crypto. Crypto is not even real. It's not a real thing. So whatever. Yeah. Talking fake money. Oh, that's Ric Flair. Yeah, it's not. It's not even real. Uh, <laughs> anything else? No, that's it. That's all. Good I job, got. man. So yeah. So like we said this week, Raw is like a best up kind of deal. Then you got New Year's Revolution on Friday. That's going to be a very big show. And then of course, uh, uh, next weekend, the night before, we'll get back to like what's become our regular scheduled time, which is Sunday, in between the late games and then the Sunday night game. We'll, uh, we'll recap for New Year's Revolution. We'll look forward to day one. We'll have well, some and, fun. And we'll recap uh, World's End. Yep, yep. And World's End, of course, which we're expecting we're going to get the devil reveal. So there you have it. Joey, excellent job. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Joey, why don't you tell all your fans? We'll talk to them next week. Go ahead. I'll talk to you all next week, unless Jack Perry's the devil. And then all bets are on. Yeah, yeah. Then you might be taking a break. All right, good job. Thanks, everybody, who hung out with us. We love pro wrestling. If you watched us live, we love that. If you're listening on the podcast right now, that's also awesome. Go Dolphins. Huge game today. Dolphins and Cowboys. If you're watching us live right now, I'm hosting ESPN Radio NFL Game Day, 1 to 5. So I hope you guys hang out with us, and we'll talk to you on the next edition of It's Still Real to Me. All right, see you guys.